listening to the podcast of Russian Poetry for the learners of Russian. Вы слушаете подкаст о русской поэзии для изучающих русский язык. Hi, everybody! Привет! Спасибо большое за то, что вы слушаете меня. Thank you very much for joining me at my second podcast of Russian Poetry for the Russian learners. Today we are going to listen and to learn by heart another poem, another great example of rich Russian poetry legacy, the poem by Fyodor Tutchev called Silentium. As before, in the beginning, I will talk a little bit about the author, very, very uh, short, concise information about his biography. Then I will read the poem in Russian and in English. Today we have a great translation of the poem in English done by Vladimir Nabokov, also very famous Russian poet and Russian writer. Then uh, we will talk a little bit about the expression tools of this poem and link it a little bit to the biography of the author in order to contextualize it and in order to make senses out of it. I know that everybody can make their own sense when they see this poem and everybody has very personal interpretations of this poem, but anyways, it makes it more interesting always uh, to summarize the words that the uh, specialists in Tuchiv poetry say about the analysis of this poem. And then in the end, we will learn the last six lines of the poem line by line, because it's quite a long one, it has 18 lines, and it is not as simple as uh, the poem of Maikovsky we learned the other, uh, the other uh, week, because this poem is from the 19th century, so I mean the vocabulary can be a little bit tricky at some point, but um, if you really memorize these six lines, I'm sure it will be a great boost for your vocabulary and a real boost for your memory. So I'm really encouraging you to listen till the end of this podcast, to take the challenge, and then when you meet somebody from Russia, you'll be like, hey, I can recite Tutchev for you, check me out. All right, so coming back to the poem, uh, Tutchev is a very famous Russian, writer, Russian poet, everybody knows him, but surprisingly, poetry wasn't his main work. He was more um, known, well, at his time, he was more known as a politic and as a diplomat, because poetry was just his hobby. His main uh, occupation was working in the government. So he was born in 1803 in a very wealthy family. Uh, he received a great education. He had private teachers coming to his place. He was taught mathematics, history, literature, foreign languages at home. And uh, at the, the story goes that by the age of 12, he was already able to translate uh, Greek poets' poetry to Russian. Uh, then uh, when he grew up, he went to the university, but he wasn't officially enrolled in the university. He was just attending some lectures uh, because he was just cool like that. He was super smart. And in 1821, when he was only 18, he was already accepted uh, to the foreign service in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Russian Empire. So in 1821, he moved to Germany, to Munich. That's where he started his diplomatic career, which went quite well. 
However, uh, movement, uh, the, the moving to Germany wasn't only for career, good for his career, he also met the love of his life in Germany. Uh, she was called Eleonard Patterson. She was the Duchess. Uh, and Tuchev was very nervous about uh, starting to flirt with her uh, or making a proposal to her. He was very in love. But he felt that there is a huge inequality between them. He felt that, all right, she's the Duchess and I'm just a normal uh, young man coming to Germany to start my career. But in the end, he had the courage and uh, they got married and they had three daughters. And the rest of the story you will know after I read to you the poem because the continuation and development of this love story has a lot to do with the poem that he wrote. So silentium is a Latin word which means silence. Uh, and um, like the majority of the poems written by Tuchov in the beginning of his career were written just by himself. And the fact that it saw the light ultimately was just because of the encouragement of his friends and family. So this is a very personal lyric. Uh, now I will read it first in English, the translation by Vladimir Nabokov, and then I will read it in Russian. The poem, has, the poem was written in 1829, so it was written in Germany, but they say that it's been written even earlier, around the, the time when he was in love and um, uh, going out with Leonard Patterson before they actually got married. So the poem goes like this, Silentium. Speak not, lie hidden and conceal the way you dream, the things you feel. Deep in your spirits, let them rise, aching to stars in crystal skies that set before the night is blurred. Delight in them and speak no word. How can a heart expression find? How can another know your mind? Will he discern what quickens you? A thought once uttered is untrue. Dimmed is the fountain head when stirred. Drink at the source and speak no word. Leaving your inner self alone, within your soul a world has grown. The magic of wailed thoughts that might be blinded by the outer light. Drowned in the noise of day unheard take in their song and speak no word. Silentium. Malchi skrivaisya i tai, i chustva, i michty svai. Puskai v duševnej glubine vstajut i zahadyat ani. Bezmolvna, kak zvizda v nači, lubuysya imi, i malchi. Kak sercu vyskazit sebe, drugomu, kak ponyat tebe, Поймет ли он, чем ты живешь? Мысли изреченная есть ложь. Взрывая, возмутишь ключи. Питайся ими и молчи. Лежить самом себе умей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей Таинственно волшебных дум. Их оглушит наружный шум. Дневные разгонят лучи. Внимай их пенью и молчи.
the specialists, the experts in the poetry of Tuchev, claim that this poem has a lot to do with the beginning of his career as a diplomat. The first lines, when the poem um, invites people to uh, speak not, lie hidden and conceal, Malchi skrivaisa itai, the way you dream, the things you feel, um, they link it to the fact that he was a diplomat and he was learning how to be quiet at the right moments and how not to share everything that's in your heart and that's on your soul with people around you. So this is a sort of a dialogue uh, that the author has with himself to protect his dreams, hopes and happiness. Uh, this can also be linked to the fact that he uh, started his relationship with Eleanor and he was so deeply in love and so happy that he felt that this happiness he should keep only to himself, that speaking it out and sharing it with the other world can somehow be bad for this happiness and that he can just make it all come to an end by the fact that he's sharing it and he's speaking out. And Actually, it's, uh, it was somehow a prophecy because what happened is that Tuchev apparently had this inner feeling that this happiness won't last long, that there is something that will come and interrupt um, this amazing life that he was having in Germany with Eleanor. They had three daughters. They were so happy. But what happened is that um, Tuchev had to move to Italy because he was switching uh, from one embassy or from one foreign service to another. And Eleanor followed him with her three daughters, with their three daughters. So at that moment, they, she was in St. Petersburg and she was joining, with, joining her husband in Italy. She boarded on a steamboat with her three daughters. And what happened is that at night, there was a fire on the boat, an enormous fire which traumatized her a lot. In the beginning, the first like small boat that they put in water to help to rescue the people, uh, they flipped around. They flipped around and um, she, she saw it and she, she was with her three children. And it was a great tragedy, as you can imagine. But she was lucky enough to be boarded like among the last people and she got to the shore safely. Uh, she wasn't physically hurt, but she had an enormous psychological trauma caused by this night. She actually needed to go through some therapy to get some help, but this didn't happen and she moved to Turin, to Italy. Life there for the couple and for the family wasn't very easy. They uh, were living in a cheap apartment, had to buy secondhand furniture, um, so there was no luxury at all and uh, Eleanor wasn't really, really happy. And apart from this, she had a lot of anxiety and fear that was caused by the incident in the steamboat. So she died soon after moving to Italy, which was a great tragedy for the poet. Um, he wrote in correspondence that I'm pretty sure there is no another couple in the world who loved each other just like we did. So it was a great tragedy. 
and this fear that he had, even from the beginning, from, from the moment they met, just was making him to be more closed and more concealed within himself and not speaking out, not sharing his thoughts. He was changing him as a person. Um, but there's also uh, some connection to the Bible in, uh, in the poem. So, for example, there's a line that goes like, Мысль изреченная есть ложь. The thought that was spoken out is a lie. So, in Bible, they say that uh, everything that we think is from God. God only hears our thoughts. But everything that we speak aloud is for the devil. So the devil is listens to us when we speak. And I think that apart from the fact that this poem has been written like 200 years ago, it's still very relevant to many, many, many people uh, from 2018. Because for me, I feel that this is a sort of philosophy that can be very close to my heart sometimes. Sometimes you understand that speaking can ruin your fantasies and can make just everything that's going on in your head sound just so banal. But when you're just have it inside of you and you just play it with it in your head, it makes your dreams flourish and it fills you from the inside with this powerful energy of your dreams, of your happiness. So it's like sort of vipassana, you know, this practice in in yoga and Buddhism, I don't know, when people just don't speak and they just nurture their own inner world with their feelings and emotions and their, their silence. So yeah, I think that this is very relevant for today. Okay, uh, now let's learn the poem line by line. And of course, I encourage you to learn the whole poem, to memorize the whole poem, because it's a brilliant poem every line is a masterpiece here but because of the time i will learn with you last six lines um, i will read it now uh, in english translation and then we will do line by line word by word in russian so i will say in russian and you repeat after me speak 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 the more you speak the better you learn Live in your inner self alone. Within your soul, a world has grown. The magic of wild thoughts that might be blinded by the outer light. Drowned in the noise of day, unheard, taking their song and speak no word. First line. Лишь жить в себе самом умей. Only live inside yourself can word by word. Umei can umei. В себе самом умей. В себе самом умей. В себе самом умей. Жить в себе самом умей. Жить в себе самом умей. Лишь жить в себе самом умей. 
лишь жить в себе самом умей. Second line. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. There is an entire world in soul yours. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Твоей yours. Твоей. Твоей. В душе твоей. В душе твоей. Мир в душе твоей. Целый мир в душе твоей. Целый мир в душе твоей. Целый мир в душе твоей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Лишь жить в самбе самом умей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Now let's divide these two lines into four parts. Лишь жить. Лишь жить в себе самом умей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Лишь жить в себе самом умей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Лишь жить в себе самом умей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Таинственно волшебных дум. Таинственно волшебных дум. This is a case because this is the world of what? The world of mysteriously wonderful thoughts. So, which is uh, genitive? So, таинственно, mysterious, волшебный, magical. Дум, дума, thoughts. Таинственно, таинственно, таинственно волшебных. Таинственно волшебных. Таинственно волшебных дум. Таинственно волшебных дум. Таинственно волшебных дум. Good news, we arrived to the middle of our task to today. Three lines out of six lines we've learned. 
So now, three lines all together, line by line, repeat after me. Лежит в себе самом умей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Таинственно волшебных дум. Well done! Congratulations! Alright, moving to the next line. Их оглушит наружный шум. Оглушит means that they will be turned deaf by the наружный шум, by the outer noise. But Nabokov translated it like blinded. But actually it means like deafened. Их, they, оглушит, will be deafened, наружный шум, by outer noise. Их оглушит. Их оглушит. Их оглушит наружный шум. Их оглушит наружный шум. Их оглушит наружный шум. Их оглушит наружный шум. Next line. Дневные разгонят лучи. Three words. Дневные of the day. Разгонят means they will be like um, kicked out, sort of like uh, they will be displaced. Лучи, rays, so it means rays of sun. Nabokov um, translated like, oh no, he, he doesn't really translate it like that. So, but I'm just telling you the word-to-word -word translation. So, дневные of the day. Дневные. Дневные разгонят. Дневные разгонят. Дневные разгонят лучи. Дневные разгонят лучи. Дневные разгонят лучи. Now the last three lines all together. Таинственно волшебных дум. Их оглушит наружный шум. Дневные разгонят лучи. And the last line. Внимай их пению и молчи. Take in their singing and be silent. Молчи. Don't speak. Внимай. Внимай. Внимай их пению. Внимай их пению. Внимай их пению и молчи. 
Внимай их пенью и молчи. Last two lines. Дневные разгонят лучи. Внимай их пенью и молчи. Дневные разгонят лучи. Внимай их пенью и молчи. Дневные разгонят лучи. Внимай их пенью и молчи. Well done! We've arrived to the end of the, of the poem. So now let's repeat it all together. I'll read two lines, you repeat two lines, right? Лишь жить в самом себе умей. Есть целый мир в душе твоей. Таинственно волшебных дум Их оглушит наружный шум. Дневные разгонят лучи, внимай их пенью и молчи. Great job! You're real rebels, real survivors. You survived till the end of this podcast and thank you very much for listening to me. And please tune in next week because we'll have some more exciting Russian poetry to learn. Good luck with learning Russian and see you next week. Большое спасибо, что слушали меня. Удачи вам в изучении русского языка. До следующей недели. Пока-пока.